0: Welcome again to another exciting episode of Between the Lines. I remain your host, Ibukun. We have an exciting time. You know, we had a lot of matches over the week and even this weekend. Um, Mayu fans feel a little alive now. They, they got a very good result against Chelsea, 1-1 draw. Um, Barcelona fans are excited about Javi, A couple of wins under his belt in his first three games and they look defensively solid so we have an exciting time sons have won 16 straight games and so is you know we have an exciting time today concerning um between the lines please don't forget to check us out on all podcast platforms you know spotify apple google podcast and everywhere podcasts between the lines is there hey well, what's up
1: yeah, I'm good. Um, another another weekend, another eventful weekend, especially um, football. you know United now are the the manager in the pipelines. So what do we to talk about yeah. I'm glad to be here as Israel.
0: okay okay so anyway um, let's start with um, let's start with some of the results that you saw. Over the week in the Champions League, you know, especially your team, you know, and some of the other results. So, can you can you just give us a couple of those results and then take it from there?
1: Uh, well, I mean, United played um, Villarreal and uh, it was a two a two one win. Um, Ronaldo and um, Sancho, I think. Um. Uh, young boys and um, Atalanta played three-three. Um, Inter one, Real one. Barcelona in trouble because uh, they drew Benfica. So which means to, to qualify they have to beat Bayern at uh, uh, in Bavaria. <laughs> that's that's, <laughs> that's not going to be easy. Um, uh, other results are uh, Liverpool. Liverpool won. Milan
0: won. Uh,
1: yeah, Milan won. Yeah, Atlético Madrid, and so now they have uh, an opportunity to qualify, but they will need to get something against Liverpool mm-hmm. on the last day. Um, uh, Chelsea, more Juventus, four <laughs> 0 <4-0. laughs> uh, So both teams will probably qualify. Um, what else? Uh Dortmund lost and they're out of the Champions League now. Ajax won. Uh from they came from a go down to beat uh to um basically the results were inter won sh- uh sheriff um, no Shakhtar. maybe Sharta. madrid beats sorry sheriff. sorry madrid beat sheriff
0: yeah um
1: So, Bayern won um, Ukraine, won in Ukraine, I think they beat Dynamo Dynamo Kiev. Yes, yes. There there were no surprises, really, in the Champions League, aside from maybe no one saw Chelsea beating Juventus 4-0, but with the way they set up, I mean, they've got a lot of problems in Juventus. Years of not... You know, investing in the team properly, just buying players because they are free and they are available, and not because you necessarily need them. Not letting go of certain players when you know they off the cliff already. And the, the pain for that now, uh, I don't, I don't know, both domestically and in the Champions League, because uh, I think they are seventh in in Syria. They lost yesterday to Atalanta. I don't I it is Juventus, so I don't know they might be able to get fourth place, but I don't I don't know how possible that is. Uh Napoli is way better than them right now. AC Inter there, up there. You still have Atalanta in fourth. You have Roma in fifth. So how how are they gonna make top four? They've they've got the they've got a better team than most of they've got a better squad than most of those teams, but you never know, so that's it. Um, yeah, that's it for Evo Premier. Really. Oh,
0: okay. Um, so what was what was, the, what was the what in the Champions League that occurred this week? Which of the games really really struck you? Like okay, well okay. I this team is very far. good. This team, you know, you know, this team surprises me and stuff.
2: But you know, let me hear you. Let's hear you. Uh, I wouldn't say struck me. I think most of the results this week were like uh, kind of as expected, but a couple of things that I had seen that, um, that impressed me or I think uh, uh, were like not, like noteworthy. So Leipzig won 5 0 against Club Cool, who cares? But Kunku is now on seven goals for the Champions League season. So he leads the Champions League, which is really, really impressive. I guess maybe PSG could use him or something. Um, or <laughs> um Atletico, Atletico lost 1 0 to Milan. So now they're dead last in group in group B. And it's very, very likely they go out, they go out after the next round. It's I've watched a lot of Atletico games kind of just because I'm interested in seeing what they are. And they are bad. I don't think there's anything else to really say. In this game, they had 42% team fouls. I mean, it's really it's just for Atletico. I think six shots total, two on target. So Atletico, I don't really know what's going on there. Um also, just, just because it's interesting, Barcelona this they might they might not make the round of the Champions League. That hasn't happened since 2004. So that's that's impressive. And lastly, three champions, three Portuguese teams, sorry, three Portuguese teams could make the round of 16. Sporting already through. Benfica just needs to win versus Dynamo and have Barça lose against Bayern. And Porto needs to win or avoid defeat. So very Interesting, interesting all around, I
0: would say. All right, all right. All right. Carrick's first game in charge, he puts up, I don't know, I I watched the game. It was terrible. (laughs) And then, you know, Villarreal decides to bring Christmas early, Thanksgiving, and give them gifts. And they say, Thank you very much. And of all people to give gifts is Ronaldo. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, well I mean I, I well I mean it was Carrick's first game I mean I don't think anyone expected much because you know, he probably just handled a few training sessions and you know made a couple of changes so uh, but um, like you rightly said there are made a lot of mistakes and uh, they paid for those mistakes uh Today against Chelsea, on the other hand, I mean, I saw a much better performance. We really pressed very well and we took advantage of another poor mistake from um, Jorginho. And even after then, we had a couple of chances to probably take the lead. There was a ball, uh, Mendy passed straight to Fred. And... Instead of probably squaring it to Ronaldo or something, they decided to chip the ball and it was terrible. So, I mean, Carrick has had, you know, perhaps the effect we wanted, you know, just to make the team, you know, a bit better, get better results. You know, you figure, I mean, if you lose 4-1 to Watford, I mean, and Chelsea and, 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 you know, a couple of games before that, you lost 5-0 and 2-0 to... Man City in between, then you're expecting the worst against against a team like Chelsea, who are top in the league. You'd be thinking, whoa, it's going to be another 4-0, considering how Chelsea <laughs> beat Juventus 4-0 just midweek. So, if you look at it from that angle, then it's a good result, a good performance. Now we have Arsenal next. Uh, I don't think Ragnik will be available for that. Uh, Ragnick will probably take over you know, maybe over the weekend. Uh, I expect his uh, work permit application to probably go through. Maybe tomorrow, he will probably be unveiled on Thursday. So for now, we've done well. Let's see what we can get again against Arsenal on Thursday. We can get the three points. I mean, Arsenal are very beatable. So let, let, let's see. Let's see how it goes. All right.
0: Um. 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 Olisa, you were talking about. You were talking about how Unkuko has found like a purple patch, especially in this season's Champions League. Yeah, with PSG taking a with PSG taking, you know, he came from PSG and PSG don't don't, haven't seemed to find their feet in the Champions League. They're they are running away with the league. They are twelve points ahead of second place, you know, right now. So and they are running away with the league. Do you think that he brings another level of dynamism in terms of the modern football that this? There are other forwards that PSG does not have. And do you think they need to sacrifice one of those players, one of those three guys, to find a you know, to 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 find that balance to win and go find the Champions League?
2: Ooh. I think uh, I say it half jokingly, like I do think that he has a place in this PSG squad as as it is currently. But I think that the problems at PSG go way deeper than they go way deeper than this. I think it says something that I mean, depending depending on what you believe in all the repeats that all the reports that came out recently about um Poch being so desperate to leave PSG, I think there's some truth to that in that he sees that this is a hopeless situation with a board with so much pressure. It's I think anyone that watched Thomas Tuchel in that job, there was a reason why his hair turned gray by the end of it. It's really was really, really stressful. And there's really, there's really not much you can do with this current lineup. You watch Neymar in some games; he's a passenger. There's, I really, really love him. There's games he can't do anything. Nothing's really going on. He can't run. He can't really create. Messi's on the same team. It's they've almost turned him into Griezmann on this team, which is Griezmann and Barcelona. that is. So I really like Unkunku. I think I do think there is space. I mean, they're carrying some guys on this team who I think Unkunku is definitely better than, but. Di Maria is also on the bench. This this just doesn't seem that they can find a balance at the current at the current stage. And maybe it's hard to see who leaves. Maybe maybe Mbappe does get his wish at the end of the year. So I don't know. I don't really know what goes on there. All right. Um. Um. Ay, let me just
0: final question. Um, we are sticking on PSG a bit a bit today. Yeah. But the question I want to ask. The house, especially AY, is that Poch looks like he's done in terms of mentality in that team. He wants to move on mm-hmm. now. If Zizu and Zizu is Zizu has shown the capacity to handle superstars, super ego, and he's a superstar as well. You know, the superstar legend in the game and what have you. Do you think that a Zizu can give? this PhD team, the kind of structure in the Champions League? Do you think that team coming into the squad because we all know that um, Zidu is like water, he's flexible.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's the Champions League and there's a, there's a knockout stage, which means every team perhaps has a chance to go far if you have the lucky draws and all that. But if I look at the PSG team right now, it's so imbalanced. And uh, I think, I mean, you look at it and you're like, if you're going to get rid of, you know, this summer they had an opportunity to probably, you know, have a more balanced squad, but they went for Messi. So now they're so uh, attack laden. And you don't have the kind of midfielders, because basically the way football is now, you need at least eight, nine players Defending, pressing, defending, and doing those those stuff. You can't carry three passengers. And right now they carry uh, three passengers, and then you have Mbappe that is not really into, not really interested anymore anyway. So he's not even pressing as he normally would. And I don't know. till the summer, I don't see how they're gonna tilt that balance. Maybe if Mbappe goes, and they spend that money getting, you know, maybe someone that can defend and pass. and Maybe, I don't know, maybe someone like Rabio and Pogba can get those kind of players into that midfield and get rid of all this Herrera. I don't know, those guys are not good enough. So, it, I don't think it's going to happen this season, even if Zidane takes over this season, okay? because I don't see the miracle he's going to perform. You cannot compare this midfield to the Real Madrid, Real Madrid midfield he had. He had Kroos, he had Madrid, he had Casemiro. He had Benzema doing a lot of donkey work. I mean, you can't compare. You can't. The quality here is to Uh PSG, they've got last time I checked, we got four goals, three left backs. The midfield is uh Idris Agui and uh, Herrera. One of them can press, they don't start one of them. Yep. And lead against Man City. No, this is the funniest one. They took the lead against Man City, right? And then took off and brought on de Maria that, why would you do that I mean you need someone to press you need someone to run around kick people around and all and then you bring on someone that is another passenger de Maria and, and you are you play Man City I mean this is not it's not like you're playing some small team it's not like you're playing PSV or you you know a team like that that uh, you know no matter what you can get away with it you're playing Man City. So, even Poch, Poch, is not helping himself. I mean, I, I mean this, this is the this is 11th month. It took over December last year. And he's still having these problems. Uh, of course, I know PSG's problem is beyond the dressing room alone. It's not always about the manager, you know. It's because, you know, the players are too powerful. They, they are more interested in signing certain kind of players. But I, I don't see anyone fixing it this season. Maybe, maybe you know, next summer, if they can get it, you know I mean? Mbappe is leaving, then they can bring in someone else, you know, spend that money on a midfielder or, or two. That way they tilt the balance. But the, the unfortunate thing about that is you have Messi, but I think he's going to be 34 at the end of this season. And they have Neymar that is also getting close, closer to thirty. You have cardi that is also getting closer. So who is the so you still actually need a young forward there? So find a way to sort themselves out anyway. But I don't think Zidane is gonna is gonna change anything. The it team is just not balanced. All right, all right. Let's
0: let's let's segue to let's segue to the results of the week. Um, Olisa, just, just run through some of the results for the week. You know, this week that happened: Premier League, La Liga. Um, maybe. Syria, yeah. And um
2: German league, briefly. Thank you. Uh, so, Premier, Premier League results, just mainly the ones I've, I've watched. Arsenal 2-0 against Newcastle. Crystal Palace 1-2, I guess. 2-1, Aston Villa. Liverpool 4-0 Southampton. Two boring draws. New York, Norwich Wolves, Brighton, Leeds, Newcastle. Frankfurt beat Everton. Everton. Um, 4-2 Leicester-Watford. Pretty interesting game today. City-West City, City West Ham. Nothing really happened. 2-1. And uh, Chelsea-Man United. 1-1. We just came off that. So, generally, generally, family game this weekend. Pretty different Some boring, some pretty, some pretty good. All right.
0: I um, mean, in Syria, Milan lo- lost 3-1 to Sassolo. Yeah. It was just it was ridiculous. Roma won 1-0. As we speak, half-time, Napoli is leading Lazio 3-0. As you know, <laughs> at <the time> of, <laughs> I'm serious. In, in, um, in, in um, Juve lost one nil to Atlanta, Duván's Zapata goal. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> in La Liga, Villarreal lost 1-3 again, held the ball, tried to do stuff, 3-1 to Barcelona, which I was just shocked. Madrid was down 1-0 against Sevilla, as at as this time. Um, So, those have been some of the matches. Um, Ay, you've talked about, you mentioned your team. You know, you guys think that it's a good performance. I won't say a stunning performance, a good one. He's, he dropped Ronaldo. Um, I think he should. I I, I don't know, first of all, I don't know why they're trying to play Ronaldo every single match, every single minute. Ronaldo is 85 years old right now. He's old, and you need to keep him regularly so that he doesn't burn out towards the end of the season when you need him most. So I think that this whole pressing, non-pressing, and all these things will help to keep Ronaldo in and out of the squad and keep him fit enough to go on. What do you have to say about your match? Little
1: little. Uh, well, I mean, if, if you're gonna rest Ronaldo, perhaps the game to rest him was, was today's game because, um, I mean, firstly, you played midweek and then, um, which you won, of course. And and, and then now he's got he's not got, he, he hasn't scored against Chelsea in like 13 attempts, so you know, he doesn't do well against Chelsea. Also, I would wait. And with the way Chelsea play, I mean, you want you want your forward line to be energetic. You want your forward, you know, be physical enough to run around and you know not allow Rudiger, Thiago to get more time on the ball. And so, I mean, if there was a day that Ronaldo had to be rested, I mean, it had to be today, really. So that was a good decision. And it worked, it worked because uh, Sancho, Rashford running around and pressing. I mean, United scored off the fact that they put pressure on Jorginho and he he lost control of the ball. And uh, the the chance Fred also missed was because he pressed uh, Mendy and he caught up the ball. So. I mean, it, was a, it was a nice one today. I mean, Kariq is already showing that. You know, you wonder what he was doing as assistant to Ole. Was it giving Ole solid advice and was just refusing to listen or what? Because if Ole was there, I, could, I can I assure you, Ronaldo would have played, Maguire would have played, as usual. Maguire would
0: not have played. He won't have played. He, he got a red card. Sorry,
1: was suspended. Sorry, sorry. Sorry. My bad. I suspended. But, I mean... We always had this idea that Lindelof and uh, and uh, Bai could not play together, but they, they were they were awesome today. So there was a good result. I mean, I'll take a point at Stanford Bridge any day, any time. So
2: yeah,
0: all right. Um, um, another team, Man City. They were, you know, they were solid tonight again or this afternoon. They played very well. Um, I was, I was, I was thoroughly impressed with them. Arsenal, do you think Arsenal should um Ole, uh, I said um Ole, um Olisa. Do you think Arsenal sh- um Acheta should drop um Obama Yang? He was terrible. He was.
2: He basically wasn't involved. He has
0: been terrible. Not yeah, just he was. Terrible. <laughs> not
2: he has been so. The thing is, dropping him would be it would be Martinelli, who I mean was pretty nice and pretty nice in yesterday's game. But I guess the other thing you can say is, it's also Newcastle. So, but I think it's worth I think it's worth trying. I don't know what I haven't looked at what are our next games actually. It's United, Everton, Southampton, West Ham. I mean it's a it's a bunch of games in a very tight schedule. I think there's at least a couple games where we should we should try out the idea. Maybe play, start like I give said, Martin, give Martinelli a try. I do think we should just try something else because at this stage, the offense, it's, the attack is so broken. It's very, very, Sorry. it's difficult to watch. So I do think we should give, you know, give a, give our like, ideas a try. I will say otherwise on like, besides Aubameyang on the Austin performance, pretty good performances from like Saka. Tavares overall was pretty good, even though he um, took six shots for no reason. Um. What else? And, <laughs> I think, but, like on, on those shots. Like I think four in the first half where there was no chance. One where the ball is basically on the byline. He shoots it for no reason. So that was disgusting. But overall, I mean, two interceptions, four four dribbles, um, one assist. He was pretty good overall. Also, he gets the he gets the stop on um, Callum Wilson, which they could have called as a penalty. In, like a couple seasons ago, that would be a penalty. No VAR. We can't do anything about it. But he does well, he does well there. So overall good performance, I would say. Tomiyasu was well. He created the chance for Martinelli. And a pretty solid performance. So otherwise, uh otherwise pretty good. Also, um last thing in my notes on that game, Ryan Fraser played ninety minutes. This is the first time he's done so this season. So I guess that's uh I guess that's one thing Eddie How is doing and that like, he, he tried new ideas, they didn't they didn't really work, but it was a different showing from Newcastle when you know, a couple of seasons ago, this kind of game,
1: they played, play they'll played that back five, nothing happens, that's the whole game. So uh, well, if Newcastle will like, get a result against Norwich midweek, then they're in real trouble. Because now because now they have got just six points, and the six points behind Leeds United and 17th. Uh, luckily for them, they play Norwich, so they've got to beat Norwich midweek. That's they've a big obligation six-pointer,
2: alright. Yeah.
1: Yeah,
2: they've got to acknowledge this. way. Uh, do you think?
0: Do you do, do, guys? Do you think that this team, this Newcastle team, is actually um, um putting the cart before the horse? You know, when when um when Red Bull wanted to start their own, you know, mm. the group of clubs and stuff, even Man City, uh, the Etihad Group. Yeah, you know, they had yeah. a clear idea of what they wanted to do. And then, if you see, if you even see, up to the color of their jersey, if you see all the clubs that they, you know, they have for the Etihad, is is the sky blue. Up to the color of their jersey, the style is the same, the football is the same, the philosophy is the same. Don't you think that they should have first brought a director of football, you know, before a manager? Yes, they are in a critical situation, but they should have also accessed them because if you make that kind of money, you should have you should have done your risk analysis. What is the big? What is the worst case scenario? You get relegated. That's the worst case scenario. We are taking up a team that is not good enough to have championship players, and they're going to get relegated. That's the worst case scenario. So how do we come about this? What's our three-year plan? What's our two-year plan? What's our three-year plan if we get relegated? What's our two-year, plan? three-year plan if we don't get relegated? And then take it from there. To me, there's no plan, you know. If you look at even the names of managers that they were doing, they were just different styles of football, different patterns. No director of football. Even when they were looking for director of football, they were like three, four different, you know, director of football with different philosophies and football ideas. So, what are they? Why uh, are they doing this?
1: Well, I get, I, I, I get where you're coming from, but I think. To compare to compare the uh, the Newcastle situation to the Man City situation is not, it's not very fair, and I'll tell you why. Now, when 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 the Abu Dhabi group took over Man City, they took over Man City from another billionaire, um, the Thailand ex-president uh, Chinawatra or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he already had that structure in place. Man City were already spending big. Remember, they already bought Elano. They already bought a couple of players. So, they were already on that trajectory. They
2: were also a as a PL team, I I would say. Like, they had spent, like, seven, eight seasons in the Premier League, just 11. Exactly.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, it was easier. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, that happened just before the end of the transfer window. So, they were still able to buy Robinho... And all that. Now, in this case, uh, they, uh the Saudi group tried to buy City way back as last season.
2: Yeah.
1: And it wasn't approved. So all of a sudden, they approved it after the transfer window this season, a couple of se- a couple of weeks into the new season. So the idea that of course they probably had a plan to get a director of football, they had a plan to get the first is first. I don't think it's a big deal that they have Eddie Howe before a director of football. And I'll tell you why. Eddie Howe is not a long-term... He's not going to be that long-term manager. He's just going to be there for two two years, three years max. Once they get to that level they want to be, that is going to Europe and all that, they're going to get someone better. They're going to start going for the Contes, the Mourinho's. So having Eddie Howe there, and even if they bring in you know, a new director of football, in doesn't matter, really. Eddie Howe is not going to be their manager in the next five years. So I don't think that matters. So I think the problem is the timing. And then they took over with the squad, you know, um, uh, what's his name? Um, Ashley. Ashley did not invest to,
2: My God. you know, he didn't
1: invest. yeah, he invests in the, in the team, you know, just... Because he wanted to sell the team. He knew he was going to sell the team. So there was no need for him to keep spending. He just wanted to spend enough to keep them in the in the premiership so he could get his 350 million pounds. Mm. That's 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 that was his game plan. So the reason why I feel Newcastle might still escape relegation is that they still have January transfer window and they have money. So even though it might be hard to get certain players in because those players don't want to be in a relegation battle, when money is involved, there's a way you could sign players on loan to buy if you escape relegation. Mm. And you've got a couple of players that are not starting for big teams. You know, Lingard is not really starting, though that might change soon. Players like Barkley, like... You know, they can get a couple of players that can just drag them off this battle that they're in. Yeah, players Nicolas like Pe- uh yeah, Nathan Ake. Uh you know, the lots of players by the time they spend say 70, 80 million on four good players. Of course, like I said, those players will probably not sign full term contracts. they probably want to be on loan first. So if they escape relegation, then Probably there'll be an obligation to buy at the end of the at the end of the season, which works well for both teams, really. For both sides. Yeah, the, the, the team, Newcastle, and the players themselves. And you know what? Guess what? Some of those players might not even mind going to the championship if they are well paid. Because Newcastle will not spend more than one season in the championship anyway, with the kind of money they have. Yeah. So it's not it's not all doom and gloom. You have to understand that. New, these owners are not buying Newcastle to make a profit at the moment, so they can actually outspend everybody, yeah. and they'll be fine. So if it's, if they have a long term plan, even if they're they're going be fine. They will be fine. I mean, I may sound optimistic, but I don't see how I don't see how a club that can spend one fifty million in January. pop. Wow.
0: I will oh, say let's, let, let's, okay okay, okay, only sir, one minute.
2: Yeah, just just to round that up, I, that was my point essentially, and that this was this was um this was in the works since at least about May or so I was hearing about this. So they were they were in the works to do this earlier. This would have been their plan. But this obviously didn't happen until now. So I guess they did have a plan, but the plan was derailed. But also also yeah, I think I think it's I think it's a bit unfair to them. But also I will say I've heard the whole thing about January. You know, they could go out there. These people. The January transfer window is, um, historically, not a very good time to sign anybody because the prices are trumped up. No one really wants to go, and the signings generally, they, the track record isn't very good. So they can't spend it. They can't spend like a hundred million or so. I just don't know how much they're really getting out of it. I'll say. I'll say that. All right. All right. Well,
0: so we're still with between the lines with Ibukun, and this is only size in the house and um AY is also here the NBA right now um AY you were talking about it You're the other 16 straight wins for sons right
1: yeah wow. yeah 16 yeah
0: why <laughs> what's going on
1: <laughs> well i mean well i mean it's just just a continuation from last season but everyone is saying it coincided with uh, Devin Booker clocking twenty five. So, <laughs> I don't know, but uh, since he did since clocked twenty five, they've um, uh, they've they've been the fifth best offense in the league, second best defense. Booker Booker is shooting uh, twenty four points per game. It's averaging twenty four points per game, forty three percent from uh, from from three point range. So I mean obviously, yeah. Yeah, obviously it's a collective effort. It's not like it's only him. Uh, Chris Paul, I mean, I don't need to go I don't need to talk about Chris Paul anyway. <laughs> 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 yes, he is. Uh, so I mean, that's it really. But we're gonna the, the real test is gonna come in the next 28 days because they're gonna play uh, the Warriors thrice. Uh, I think I think the first one is on Wednesday. The Warriors are playing right now. I'm actually watching the Warriors right now. Uh, they're playing against the Clippers. They fall down in the first quarter, so it's still pretty early. Uh, they're gonna play. They're gonna play the Suns. As the Warriors and the Suns are gonna meet on Wednesday, either Wednesday or Thursday. I'm not sure. I'll have to check the, the calendar for that. So but now we're gonna we're gonna know how good they are when they start playing the Warriors because we're gonna play the Warriors twice. In December. So yeah. uh, now we're gonna know what's up.
2: Okay, sir. yep yeah. Well, I mean Songs. I have so I have I have been largely invested in this. I I felt I felt this, you know, I felt this coming. But the thing is, you know, people just haven't acknowledged it, you know, it's like we played or, you know, we played the Pelicans twice, or we played Dallas without without and so on. But the thing is the stats don't lie in that. There's, there's just a lot of good things when you watch the Suns in that everything seems surgical. You know, it's Chris Paul. It's that, it's that kind of nature. It's the thing where any big man that steps on the floor with Chris Paul is averaging 12 and 10. It's simple. That's, that's what happens. That's just it. JaVale, I don't know what JaVale's stats are right now. For every game you see of JaVale, it's 18 points, 16 points. Even, uh, what's his name again? Frank Kaminsky. What did he have? 31 points in a game, in a game the last couple of weeks. So, there's just a... A precision to it. Also, the defense is incredibly good. So the rim protection of eight of eighteen, and the last couple of games it wasn't actually eight; it was just uh, just Javel McGee. But also,
1: yeah, McGee. Yeah.
2: yeah. Also, they're third lowest in three point in the league, but then they're second in second in uh, field goal percentage. So the, the mid range shooting from Chris Paul and Devin Booker is, is skyrocketing. It is. It's. League high efficiency League high efficiency Provides efficient scoring So it's not It's not the kind of thing Where game to game You're relying on Okay Can Mikhail Bridges Make threes today Can like Jay Crowder make threes today Which he never makes So it's always It's always a consistent Stream of offense Coming in And uh Yeah it's very It's been very 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 nice to watch So far The year uh, the, um, the test does come In coming games We play Like you mentioned We play Golden State thrice, Twice in our next two games And uh interesting
0: to see how it goes all right all right mm-hmm. well steph 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 we're back at steph again why is he why is he so good at 33 34 why is his fitness so so insane his conditioning is in he's put on some weight. if you see his upper body now he's put on some yeah. weight so he's even getting more into the paint and because he can drive he's opening up is opening up space to shoot nine, ten threes a game. And he makes them at a very high clip.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I, I don't know what, he, what he's doing in the gym. Uh, but uh, Corey's as good as he was. Well, well don't let me exaggerate. It's not as good as it was in his second MVP season. But I think he's getting there with the first MVP season. So, I mean, it's just, you know... I mean, it's his time, really. You know, he's got a hot hand right now. So, of course, I mean, the Warriors are doing well. I mean, if you're going to pick MVP, there are many things you have to consider. How the team is performing, how the player is performing, and then how many games the player is playing or has played, which is what will always count against someone like uh, Embiid, because he's always injured, you know? So... If you look at, right now, I would say Curry, MVP, KD, MVP, uh, second, and uh, Jokic third. I think Jokic has really, really stepped up. Yeah. But of course, I mean, he has set the bar so high from last season, so he might not get it. But right now, I would say Curry, definitely Curry.
2: Yeah.
1: Definitely Can Curry. I add
2: one thing to the um, Curry thing about, um, yeah. you know, MVP consideration? Yeah. I, I, with them with the mvp mvp voting every year is a story and i feel like of any player you know Jokic won it last year katie's on the net who cares? cool but story with golden State of it being the last couple years it wasn't nothing was really going for them the injuries everything story is really there this year in that yes they've won they've won three titles before but they've gone through this low and it's more of a resurgency where people thought you know people thought Curry couldn't do it by himself. He, he couldn't do it in this new version of the of the team. He thought he couldn't do it without, you know, some people thought he couldn't do it without KD and Co on the roster. And now it's it's a resurgence in that. It's this new. It's the same. It's the same Curry, but it's a new style. It's just it's a whole new roster. It's all these new pieces, and no one expected this to happen so quickly. So there there is more of a romanticism in that the story works as well for him to for him to get, to, you know. For him to gather a consideration for the award, so I think right now, you know, K.D. Jokic, I, I made the consideration for Jokic last time. I think they are very much in conversation, but it's overwhelming that the you know the um, the consideration right now is for Steph Curry. Steph Curry leads the he leads the league in, in even in,
0: in um in points twenty eight point eight. Yeah, are you sure? Yes, twenty eight point two. Sorry. Um, um, KD is twenty eight point one. If you check the NBA.com website, website, okay,
1: maybe maybe that maybe that just changed in the last because KD was leading till last time I checked, which was like maybe Monday or something. So
0: he probably because
1: probably because yeah. they lost to the Suns and they didn't shoot that they didn't get. To, wait, even against the Suns, I think he, he shot. 30, he had thirty four points or so against the Suns. Anyway, I I feel you. you no, know, since you said it's so, twenty five.
0: So with all with with the way they're playing, with the way he's playing right now, and they have a lot of young players, and like they always bring it up, Clay is not even around yet. Yeah. Clay is not even around yet. So imagine if Clay comes back, what
1: will happen? Uh, Clay, wait, so if Clay comes back, that average is gonna drop. So <laughs> uh, I'm not saying it's gonna stop him from winning MVP. I'm just saying that average is gonna drop because. He's not going to take all the shots anymore. He's going to have to give Clay some of the ball too. So expect that. Expect KD to to win this this year. Don't don't bank on Curry winning it. Curry winning. It. KD is going to win that.
0: Okay. Yeah. All right.
2: what do you think, Olisa? What do you think? Just you know, just just to like bring stats into it, like from a usage rate percentage, he's yeah. actually almost at the same point he was with 2014-15, um, 15-16, 32.2 currently, 15-16, yeah. and 14-15, 28-29, basically. So yeah, it might be a slight dip, but this is regularly around, around where he is for, um, for the usage rates. And also, the efficiency is actually down from last year. So there's an argument that he could actually be more efficient. He's shooting 46% um, from the field this season. I think you know he always shoots around uh... 48
1: well, sorry. So the efficiency is down because he's shooting more. The more you shoot, the more you get. You, you get what I'm saying. He's a good shooter, no doubt about it. But if you're taking 40 shots, you're yeah. break like 18. You get. But if you're taking 30 30 shots that are you know, in better positions, you get yeah. more strategic shots. You're going to make more shots. Your efficiency will be higher. That's why sets efficiency is higher than steps efficiency. Not because sets is a better shooter. He's taking more efficient shots, more detailed, planned shots, because he has fewer shots to take. So guess- the, more shots, the more shots Steph takes, the less is efficiency. So guess- if, if Clay comes back, it's going to be more efficient because it's going to be taking less shots.
2: No, I get you. That's what. What's what I'm saying is, um, like the what's it called? His effective field goal percentage. This is the yeah. this is the lowest it's been. I mean, all these years, especially last year, he took 22 a game. This year, he's at 20. The effective field goal percentage is actually down from last year. So there is there is like a considerable a considerable upside. If I guess the other way to look at it, he's taking more threes than he ever did. So I guess that makes it that drags it down itself. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Potentially, potentially he could he could actually be higher, but that's just where it is right now.
1: Yeah, It clearly comes all back, right. I expect that efficiency to grow up.
2: Yeah. All
0: right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, guys. We've come to the end of this particular episode. Thank you very much, you guys. We've had a really good time. We've been able to cover everything, and we've rounded it up with the NBA. Um. Have a lovely
1: week. Um, Ay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have a lovely week. Yeah. It's gonna be. I mean, we have midweek games in the league this week, yep. and then we have weekend game. Uh, weekend games as usual, and then we're gonna see the Suns and and uh, the Warriors. That's something we'll to talk about. So I mean, it's another event we're building.
0: Yeah. Olisa. Well, yeah. Final thoughts? final words. Uh,
2: nothing much. I'm, I'm looking, f- I'm looking forward to a couple of Arsenal games. I think this is, this is the real test of what's, of whatever Teta has built. I'll put it that way. In that, I'm not, I'm still waiting to see what happens. So that's all right.
1: Wait, uh, sorry, Alyssa is an Arsenal fan. Yes, I am. <laughs> Yeah, you really get it. <laughs> okay. yeah. all
0: right all right everyone thank you very much for another time with between the lines um make sure you check it on all all podcast platforms and um um, um just make sure you check them See you good night thank
1: okay. you yeah goodbye